All right, welcome back to Country and Cold Cans. I'm Logan, sitting here with Kyle and Trucker Andy. Make sure to go follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, the YouTube channel. Click subscribe on that. Check out the uh, the blog at coldcansnetwork.com. And make sure you go and find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon, pretty much anywhere your podcasts are available. Give us five stars and a great review. All right, fellas, how are y'all doing today? I'm doing well. Uh, the pollen. As you can hear in Andy's voice, is it's just horrific. I think um, Andy actually has COVID. He might. That's very so well. Bad right now. If you lived in China, they would weld you in your house currently <laughs> and take your take your cat or dog away from you. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty horrific. Yeah, Andy, you do sound a little bit rough though. The allergies must be getting to you. It's it's like my head has been. My nose quit running today. But right now, my nose is burning like I have to sneeze. But I have no urge to sneeze. There's yeah. literally tears coming out of my eyes right now. Yeah, it's completely dried you out. I'm the opposite. Mine is just like the mucus just flows. Oh, I've been having that for the last three yeah. days. Yeah, it's it just hor- today. It's just horrendous when you wake up and you just can't get enough of it out. I don't oh, know yeah. how I don't suffocate at nighttime. You know what's crazy this year is the pollen in North Carolina came earlier and harder than it usually did. Mm-hmm. Where I think the worst is behind us because it's the I ground's so. not the ground's not painted yellow anymore, and that's not just because it rained. Because if it was still coming down hard, the next oh, day yeah. it's back to everything being painted yellow. But on top of that, I actually have had a relatively easy year compared to normal, and I think it's because one, I'm taking plenty of Zyrtec in the morning, but yes, two, yes. I also tried the method that I meant to do. Two years ago, I didn't, but well, I mean, that always works, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, if you get some locally made honey Mm. and you take some of that as you're getting into pollen season, it actually does help the, like the effects of it not hit you as hard. so you just take a spoonful? What exactly? Yeah, and it's do do? it's fucking awful because I hate honey. But it's like literally taking oh, that's medicine. a terrible I opinion. Hate honey, hate that's honey. A, what a horrific opinion! No, that's, if it didn't suck, I wouldn't hate it. Honey oh is God. delicious. Ugh. How do no. you not like honey? Uh, a peanut butter and honey sandwich. Oh no, my goodness. peanut butter and jelly. Screw the honey. Peanut butter, well, yeah, honey yeah, on yeah, chicken peanut- nuggets, honey and oatmeal. Nope, mm, not for me. Never had it on chicken honey nuggets. Honey on on uh like bread. Yeah, honey. Nope. Yeah, honey on bread is phenomenal. Nope. Yes, PB and J is superior to peanut yeah, butter and honey, but it, but it's still a solid alternative. Maybe if you don't, if you have bad taste and you like honey, sure, mm, but honey mm, sucks. Mm, mm, mm. You may be the only person in the world who doesn't like honey. Yeah, you might. Well, be. I'm the only smart person then because honey. Logan sucks. D. Berry, pro pollen, <laughs> pro pollen. Logan D. Berry. He's the profile and yeah, huge if true, huge if yeah, true. huge if true, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so the pollen hasn't been that bad. And I was in the the woods all weekend in Virginia this past oh, weekend, like me. where it's, it's like, me. and I, I didn't have any allergy issues. Like the worst part was it was like thirty degrees at nighttime. But when you have a fire and mm. you have a very good sleeping bag and you wrap up before you going to bed, it's not that bad. But the pollen mm. didn't bother me at all. But well, yeah, see, a, lot, a lot of people think that when it rains, it just takes all the pollen away. That's incorrect because yes. actually what it does is when you get a good April showers, ooh, foreshadowing. To foreshadowing. Yeah, foreshadowing. Uh, that's an SAT term. Uh, what it does is it just causes <laughs> all those trees. They're just like 
ah, yes, warm rain. And they all just start spurting those little buds for leaves. And it's just infinitely more pollen. And you're just like, I can't escape it. It's just horrendous. <clears throat> yeah, well, I, I hate April for that reason. April is one of the most bottom tier months that there ever is. And you can always tell when you're in the south when a good strong gust comes and you can just see a yellow air. Yeah. Yeah. When you just see a yellow, when you can see the yellow gust come through and you're just like, oh. And your your white Toyota Camry is covered in yellow. Or your white F-150 is. Yeah. Than a yellow F one fifty, yeah, you're just you, yep. you can see it and immediately be like, yeah, I'm fucked. And you'll walk fucked, outside for ten minutes, and then your yep. nose starts running, your eyes start watering and itching. Man, that's it's terrible. That's why, like, like I said, I think the good news is, I think the worst is behind us because it, spring so, spring came kind of early this year. I think it's because that damn so. groundhog died. So we spring Did came Bill a little early. Kill it again? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I still find it. Hilarious. Did he kill one kill- before? Yeah, yeah, he killed a groundhog like Lord three years mercy. ago. Talk about yeah. one of the worst mayors <laughs> Which I just ever. find hilarious. He just killed a groundhog. Was it all, like by accident? I'm not entirely sure how it happened. I think he died like a couple of days after they did the groundhog thing. Did they do? So we're just rolling <laughs> with Diplazio killed it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he was the last human contact that they had. So yeah, <laughs> just we're just, you know, if... If you were the last human contact someone had before they died, you're immediately a suspect, right? He must have gave him one of those illegal big gulps in New York City. He must have, man. (laughs) But yeah. So yeah, like I said, though, I went camping this past weekend for the first time since high school, really. And it was a a lot of fun, man. Um, Definitely, we'll have to have a country and cold cans camping trip at some point. But I have one kind of funny story of it reminded me of something that would have happened to me and Andy back in college, except Mm. for the end result was a little bit better than what we would have done back then because we're older and wiser back then you don't even have to tell me we're yeah. walking somewhere it pretty much yeah oh yeah so 1000%. we're in uh greenwood virginia which is 20 Some, 25 somewhere. minutes outside of charlottesville something like that okay. um, so in the middle of fucking nowhere yes yes so there's this little town called crozet that's like four miles from the campground is they it have spelled a closet yeah that's it it's it's a real they have a really good pizza place there dude and the pizza place was badass because you walked in and it's got like wood floors like andy like they had at canes they've got a like like great food a good beer list of like local beer and on top of that they have like drive-by truckers posters and they're playing like sturgill and and shit like that and so it was a cool place to go to so we went there for dinner and we decided Mm -hmm. you know what let's order uh, get an uber there for reference me and one of the other dudes that were on this trip live in Raleigh, North Carolina. The other two live in uh, Maryland and Northern Virginia. So all of us now currently live in cities. And we've all been living in said cities for a good good while. So we get the one Uber that was kind of 15 minutes away. He comes and picks us up. And he was like hilarious to begin with because he was like this 20-year-old dude who looks like he just smokes tons of weed and he's like i knew this guy was gonna be a drug dealer (laughs) looks like he smokes tons of weed um he had a political sticker on his dash that i found hilarious and so did the other guys and uh, we got to talking to him about that because it was just funny how he had it front and center while doing uber and then he's like yeah bro he's like y'all hop on in the tahoe like that's how he talked and everything it was you Mm. could tell this kid smokes tons of weed well Mm. the first uh, step that this was 
probably foreshadowing that we were going to be in a pickle later is we were so far out in the middle of nowhere that the Uber app didn't connect. So according to the Uber app, he never showed up and never picked me up. So halfway through the trip, he pulls off into a gas station. He's like, man, this app isn't even think that you're in the vehicle. And so what I did was I was like, I've had this happen before. And it sometimes in Raleigh, they'll kick you out because they're like, I'm not getting my money. So I told the guy, I said, let me just cancel it here. And if it cancels, I said, I'll just pay you in cash. And then he goes, Whoa, dude. Yeah. He's like, that means it's a hundred percent mine. I was like, hundred percent. I was like, all yours. Here's 20 bucks, buddy. Get us to the pizza place. Yeah. Smart fellow. Yeah. He, he had more weed money. And, um, so he, so we, we canceled the, uh, the Uber really nice dude. Really nice dude. I don't want to mm-hmm. seem like he wasn't really nice guy, but then, so we just give him 20 bucks and we get, uh, he takes us to the pizza place. Pizza place was cool. This is the type of town that closes down at like nine o'clock, but this is the one place in town that stays open to like 10. So we're mm-hmm. there until the place is about to end. We're finishing up eating and everything. And we're like, all right, we should probably order. They're about to close here soon. Let's probably should order another Uber, get back to the campground, which mind you was four miles away. No Ubers whatsoever it would be like trying to order an uber and like run a rapids like there was zero ubers available well i'm sitting there with you know three dudes who are uh roughly 10 years older than me give or take a couple years and they're all sitting there like legit they're like looking at their phones everybody's trying to order an uber and i'm just over there just smiling because i'm just like this is hilarious I don't think they weren't like upset or panicking, but I don't think they thought it was as funny as I did. But I think that uh, one of them, he was like, I think we fucked up. (laughs) They're like, I guess we're going to have to walk the four miles. And I was like, before we do that, give me like a few minutes. I went around to like everybody in the restaurant and just started talking to them about, I was like, so you guys don't have taxis here. They're like, Oh no, unfortunately not the closest taxis in Charlottesville. And uh, that's not like right up the road. It's not far, but it's not right up the road. And I was like, dang, I said, that sucks because, you know, me and my friends were here and um, we, we took an Uber here and we're, we're from out of town. We're staying at the campground up the road. I was like, well, there, there aren't any Ubers, any taxis and everything. And then like this bus boy with his hat turned sideways, Pittsburgh Pirates head goes, hey, bro. He's like, you need a ride? And I was like, yeah, it'd be awesome if you could. So he goes, let me check with my boss. Maybe I can cut out early and I'll give you fellas a ride. I was like, hell yeah. So I go back to the table. I was like, I think I got us a ride. Dude was nice as he could be. Did it out of the kindness of his heart. We go, we walk out the back of the restaurant where the employees go out at. And we get into his like 96 Jeep Cherokee. He had to clear out the back seat. So he gives us a ride back. We, we spot him like 30 bucks and we're like, dude, you don't know how much you saved our ass here because I cannot tell you, Andy, what would we have done if we were 20 years old and we were in this situation? We were 20 years old. Oh, we were yeah. 100% have been walking, but we've yes, been walking yeah. from the get go because when we were 21, Uber <laughs> didn't exist, and two, we couldn't afford it even if yeah, it Yeah, and we didn't have cash in our pockets <laughs> to be able to bribe people to give us rides. But, the, dude, shout out to the to uh, the Uber driver on the way and to the dude working at that restaurant because he really saved our bacon this past weekend. Because if it wasn't for him, it would have been, we would have been walking four miles in 30 degree weather, and that would have been a miserable experience. So, no free yeah. shout outs, but shout out to those guy, those guys yeah. uh, for helping me out this past weekend. What's the oh, name of the pizza place? Crow's Day Pizza. Crow's Day Pizza. probably the only one in town, too. I guess it's been easy to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do they not have lifts there? No. Uber lifts. A lot of those people double up. Yeah. Not, uh, it depends on where you're at. I don't know if it's changed, but like a couple years ago, like in like the Michigan area, they don't have Uber at all. They only have Lyft. Mm. Interesting. 
It reminds me of uh, when I was in college. Um, so you both of you have taken the drunk bus at East Carolina um, multiple times. Yeah, um, the city bus. <laughs> yeah, the city bus. Yeah, my tuition paid it. You know, uh, but so they're extremely strict. There's like no booze on that bus. Yeah, at all. Like you can get one of them before. You can get shit faced all you want at the bar or at a party, but it's just like no booze is on that bus. Yeah, well, I've heard that one before. Well, you know, of course, you know, Bailey, she just insisted that, that half a bottle of wine, we were not leaving at the party we went to. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm just not even going to argue with you. I'll try to sneak it in my North face. But I was like, hey, you need to go on before me so I can slide in behind you, you know, and just get it on the bus. Of course, yeah, that failed miserably. Immediately got kicked off the bus. And of course, it was the last bus of the evening. And I was like, well, Bailey, we're fucked, so we might as well get get to stepping. Because <laughs> we, we got about a two-mile walk home. Like, we don't have a choice. Bailey's like, I'm not walking. I refuse to walk that far, blah, blah, blah. Like, How far okay, was uh, it? It was from the Bellamy to the landing. So it's every bit of probably two and a half miles. Oh, Andy and I used to walk like seven miles. So Yeah, well, I, I've, I've walked from the stadium to my apartment before which is <laughs> that's, probably that's a, yeah that's, that's, a, a, hike. that's a hike yeah, yeah. that's a hike i've done that multiple times um bailey on the other hand she she will not um and it might have been the shoes she was wearing you know blah 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 but this girl flagged down a pizza man a delivery a pizza delivery man that's a veteran move it was, a I was move. and i was incredibly impressed because hey i was just gone at this point because i was dipping into that half a bottle of wine like <laughs> like when in rome right <laughs> <laughs> when in rome i was just gone and this dude was like hey man 20 bucks i was like bam there it is <laughs> take my ass home ready to go home <laughs> and we gotten this random ass sketchy as hell now that i'm older <laughs> and think about it like this dude could have been a, a, a stupid perv and he might have been but then I got in the car and he was like, I'm not going to try anything anymore. But yeah, <laughs> random pizza delivery guy took us home one night. Not going to lie though. That's a veteran move. Cause I've had some friends that have told me that's what they've done. In yeah, that I same mean, situation. She just flagged him down. I mean, yeah. just would not let him leave. Like stood in front of the car and was like, Oh geez. He was like, I'm just, he goes, if I want to get rid of the, this uh, check, I, I just need to give her a ride home. <laughs> oh yeah. And he, and not in a million years would he have given me a ride home. He, right. he was he was gonna give Bailey a ride home and then yeah. I was just I'm a I'm a I'm a part of the you know I'm a part of the ticket. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, I, like I said, thinking back on it, I was like, yeah, that was, that was mildly impressive because we got kicked off because of her bottle of wine. But hey. <laughs> hey, but yeah. at least you got to finish off the bottle of wine and uh yeah, we're able to find a ride home. Like I said, hats off yeah. to her on that because veteran move is find the pizza guy. But yeah, I don't think that's before Uber and Lyft. We are yeah. old. Yeah, the way we didn't this have didn't Uber exist here in until 2012. What? No, yeah, thirteen. Yeah, this didn't exist then. No, we didn't have Uber here, uh, Andy, until probably what senior year, maybe the year after, something like that. Yeah, the Uber proliferation. 16, 15, yeah. 16. Yeah, so senior year of college. Yeah, and was we got really spoiled when it was a thing because we we're like, "Fuck the drunk bus. We we'll leave when we want to." <laughs> I'm not gonna stand here for fifteen minutes waiting on this damn bus. <laughs> But yeah, and that, back then it was so cheap too. Like it was like five bucks. Oh yeah, it was like five ride. bucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Why not call it? We can now it's like twenty five dollars for you to go two miles. But either way, ha- shout shout out to Uber. I mean, they're they're a good service. It just sucks when 
they don't uh, have a good big presence in rural areas because yeah, yeah. happened to me. And but, you know, PSA to all our listeners, um, that $25, $30, $40 ride may seem steep. It's a lot cheaper than that $10,000 DUI. 100%. 100%. Or, or killing someone because you drive drunk. Yeah. 100%. Walking is also free. Walking, Walking is, is free. Also free. And yep. during the summer, it's much more pleasant than during the winter. <laughs> but Oh, yeah. thousand percent. There's nothing worse at 2 a.m. and it's 20 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that noise. <laughs> All right. So for the rest of the show, we're going to go through the rundown. We got five more songs that just came out within the last week or so. We'll run through those, give our thoughts on those. And uh, then we have a top three uh, draft. Once again, this time we're talking chicken sandwiches. So we're going to draft the best fast food chicken sandwiches and uh, go from there. But all right, let's jump into the cold cans rundown. Uh, first off, as you said earlier, Kyle, it was a little foreshadowing on your part, mm-hmm. teasing the audience, if you will, about um, April tease. showers. So <laughs> April showers. So April showers. We have a brand new song for Mr. Co Wetzel, uh, presumably the lead single to his upcoming record that we had talked about a few episodes back that he had been recording. And uh, he said it was basically ready to be released. So we finally got the lead single to this and we'll drop and play the chorus real quick. And then we'll give our thoughts. <laughs> So that's April Showers by Co Wetzel. Um, I think it's safe to say, after hearing this, that the rumored country album that he said he's going to do by H30 is not going to be this one. <laughs> this is your, you know, your standard Co Wetzel sound, of which all three of us are fans. Big fan of Co Wetzel, as is. I'm wearing my Co Wetzel and Convicts hat right now. But so, what do you guys think of this song? Uh, first, first listen we hear on the um, new album. Well, I'm going to say this is going to sound like a, a criticism, but it's not. It's more of the same. Yeah. Which is a good thing. I was a big fan of the... Um, George Strait's entire career. <laughs> and I hey, don't say that it, as a negative. If it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, you know? Yeah. ACDC um, made the same record 20 times. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can... I, I, I could immediately tell with the little guitar riff at the end of the chorus... It sounds the same as a lot of other Co-Wetzel songs, which is a good thing. The little wow, wow, wow. I don't know what you would call that. Um, but the music video just had me tripping. <laughs> I was like, what? Who knows when they shot it? They could have shot it, you know, a year ago. And, you know, who knows what they had going on with the with the Rona them days. But um it looks like it's at his house and it's like hey what definitely can I, at his house or yeah, at least what, a house yeah what shit house. can i get into at my house granted i have no idea what the fuck the music video is about if it has anything to do with the song um did you watch the intro and the end of it yeah i watched the whole youtube music video and didn't i take didn't a, get didn't what take the a thing beginning away the intro and the outro, like of the video, had anything to do with the whole rest of the video. He's just sitting there fucking with his pool. I mean, that, and taking I, a bath. That's well. That's what I think. Yeah, is and taking a bath. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. Is, weed. 
that's what I think is the funny part about the the video is the fact that he's laying there. He's laying there at the beginning and like you hear the emergency warning about, you know, they, they said there's nothing you can do and that the world's about to end. A meteor is coming, essentially. <clears throat> and then it's like the opening line is uh, the song is like April showers bring May flowers, but it's been dry as hell. That's like kind of the connection to uh, what the music video is about. So the song itself is just essentially saying that, you know, that he the way that the relationship he had 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 progressed. He knows it's, it's, he's like, uh, fuck this April weather. Goodbye. The relationship's over. He's scared about how things have turned out between him and the love interest, but they took it to the extremes in the music video to where the world's about to end and be hit by a meteor. It just kind of went very hyperbolic with it. And then yeah. the end, the meteor <laughs> described. So what did, it's basically, what would he do on his last day on earth by himself sitting there at his house? And that, it, it, that's what I think is funny. You about know, it. the, the part of the music video that really tripped me the hell out was the CGI on like that meteor yeah. <laughs> clip was just so horrendous <laughs> that it was just yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and, I mean, it's just like, they just Googled meteor GIF and just stuck it in the <laughs> yeah. music video, which, you know, I respect that. Cause it's just funny. Um, yeah. Cause you know, the whole music video isn't to be taken seriously. Yeah. I mean, like he's but, working out, he's like playing guitar. His. He, he drew a picture yeah, but, and signed it, wrote a little letter. I mean, yeah, he, he drew his, a picture of a meteor shower, and yeah. all of his stars were like the the stars that you get in like on like a an essay where the teacher's yeah. like, "This is paragraph needed here." Yeah, yeah. and then it's like <laughs> he made his presumably last meal like he's on death row, and then yeah. like I like how he's walking. He pulls the trash can down, just going through his normal everyday life. He looks at his a flower bed area, pulls the weed out that refuses to die, and yeah. then it's like the part that made me crack up though was he's looking, sitting there looking through the telescope. Uh, waiting for the meteor to come. Then it looks like he looks up and he's yelling at a neighbor. He's like, it's coming. And then he does what any self-respecting redneck would do. And he sits in a lawn chair and watches yeah. his own demise as the yeah. meteor blows him and the rest of the world up. It reminded me of those gifs where like you see Southern dads and it's like a tornado warning or watch, whatever the yeah. more severe one is. And the wife is just filming her husband in a lawn chair on his front yard. And he's like, yep. He's like, oh, look at the there dark it is. Cloud. <laughs> look at the dark cloud up there. Yeah. John, get your ass in the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I think the video is funny because it, it's so over the top oh, yeah. and ridiculous. It, it fits kind of in with like some of the other videos that we've seen from him. It's just, oh, yeah, it's, like it's uh, was it just cold, over the top uh, funny. Cold and alone where he's in an RV yeah. in the middle of the desert just getting shit canned with and he's like fishing for pool. cold beer in the kiddie pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a, there's a pretty creative nature there that I got to yeah. give him to. Yeah. So. I like the song though. It's more of the same, which is not a bad thing. Yeah. Andy? I agree with that. I the only thing is that with me is that it is more of the exact same. After kind of two full albums of it, I am getting a little ready ready for maybe something a little different. Yeah. Now the only I agree with that. That's where I think that when he does and ultimately do the country record, it'll be probably good and it'll definitely be entertaining and it'll be a nice change of pace. But at the same time, we've all been guilty of artists get away from what we like that they do and they try to be like do something different. And then we criticize the different thing that they did. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of a gamble, you know, you make sometimes. But I get at this point in his career, this is his second major label release. So I understand why it's he's sticking with the the sound that's made him popular and kind of the it's the same kind of sad boy rock, um, essentially. <laughs> yeah. what, what we've heard. 
Um, I think some of the lines are pretty funny. Like, like you said, though, turn of the the way he turns that old school saying of April showers bringing May flowers. He's like, but it's been dry as hell. Four leaf clover can bring you closer to luck than pennies in a well. But I think the one that really makes me laugh is he's like, well, I've been waiting on a shooting star, but ain't a damn one of them fail. And if it does, I'll be too crossed up to even tell. <laughs> I, was, I, I like this song a lot. Um, it's a banger. I mean, yeah, yeah, it'll be fun yeah. live. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because he knows his audience, like the crowd at the co-shows. Andy, you can back this up. They're going to love being able to, at the end of the chorus screaming, fuck this April weather, goodbye. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he he knows what put what what puts you know asses in seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They want they want to sing along, and yeah. hey, I mean that's it's half the battle is just you know because with the advent of streaming, it's just his he makes money off touring. Yeah, hundred percent, almost, ex- almost exclusively. So, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, I think that I've heard one other song from the record, and he kind of teased it on Instagram with the post he had the other day of like showing some concert photos. So I'm hoping that one gets released next. I think it's a little bit better song than this, but it's um uh, the hook to that song is "I'm too blessed to bitch today." Like that one, mm. he, he played acoustically on YouTube. I'll send you guys the link after if y'all want to see it, but. Yeah. That one, I think, is a better song than this one. Um, but I'm interested to hear that one full studio as opposed to just him sitting there with a the guitar playing it. Um, now, but look, you know, me single. and you, me and you both, the two songs I think me and you are the most fond of off his last album, we originally didn't like. Which one? I'm uh, slipping my well, mind. Cold and Alone, we weren't very big fans <laughs> yeah, of at first, it first no. came out. And now I love and, that song. Yeah, yes, just just slaps. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of, it might have just been cold and alone. I'm trying to remember off the top of my. We both loved FGA. What else do we? Or yeah, that one yeah, was FG, good. Or FGA, yeah, yeah, it was FGA. Trying, yeah, I'm trying to remember the other one that we weren't very high. What's FGA stand for? I thought uh, it was the it's chords. It's rumors that that's the chords to the song. Yeah, so I thought it was. Yeah, I never knew, never knew for sure, but that's what I've. Yeah, read. I've never looked it up, nor have I like done any research on that but I've, that's what i've seen in the comment section on social media so take that for what it's yeah. worth yeah yeah but, but yeah, yeah was, solid yeah. song yeah same yeah. it's definitely um one of those ones that you know when we're hanging out with our friends and whether it's yeah. at kyle's house or at a tailgate and you play it everybody's well, gonna be like hell yeah go wetzel yeah well, like i said i can immediately tell like off the course the little you know the little, little yeah. guitar riff they do at the end of the course it sounds a lot like his his other songs, and I was like, "Yep, he's yeah. he's uh, tapping into to uh, into tapping into that you know classic sound." Yeah, I so. I I love his. Uh, I, I've gotten to where I've become a bigger fan of his like rock and rock sound that he has, and I mm-hmm. I always look forward to his albums when they come out. So I'm looking forward to this one too. Um, he's, I, I he's, don't know well, when he's it's released, but I think he's trying to step into a genre that isn't currently really filled. Yeah, it's it not but, at least like, in the like mainstream. You wanted to say you know that, what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, I think he's trying to step into what used to be the 2000s pop rock. Yes, it's yeah. just not really anything anymore. No, it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not. Yeah, he's trying to fill that void, which hey, yeah. I'm a fan of. So go for it, bro. Yeah, but that's uh, Co Wetzel's April Showers. All right, next up on the rundown is probably the one that I think is of this group of songs, probably my favorite one. I want to say. Um, Haley Witters, Middle of America, featuring American Aquarium. So, play the chorus. Whoa, bunch of patchwork, dreamers driving. 
yeah, so Middle of America, Haley Witters featuring American Aquarium. Um, I've, Kyle and I have said this many times. I think one one week we need to kind of go over that album a little bit, but I, I'm a big fan of Haley Witters. I really like oh, the new yeah. record. And this was one of the first ones that stuck out to me for this song. And it's some of it is because I am a you know, a BJ Barham fan. Mm-hmm. So obviously this was one that if as long as it didn't suck, I was going to pr- really like it. And it yeah. obviously didn't suck. One of the things that I think is a theme that's uh, pervasive throughout the record that is kind of so- seen on this song that I think the Haley Witters does really well is that it's kind of like this album in a lot of ways is a love letter of sorts to like how she, where she grew up like this song in particular is right on the nose middle of america she's from iowa the flyover states okay. but it's yep. done is done in a way that isn't necessarily done in a negative tone there's this kind of like appreciative voice that she's talking about that stuff even if she doesn't yeah. necessarily identify with those things 100 percent as she did when she was growing up but this song kind of is like kind of uh, sonically it's a celebration I, yeah it is like and sonically i like it because it it's a good mix of uh, uh, Heartland rock and also it very has some heavy like 90s Trisha Yearwood kind of vibes yep. to it the the melody is so catchy like the whoa oh, oh thing like I, I really like that and I don't normally like that stuff in choruses but it's so infectious and just some of the lines that like BJ's lines at the v- very beginning I thought were hilarious where he says mm-hmm. girls painting faces wearing push-up bras boys talking bases ain't talking baseball there's vodka and the lemonade pass around the bleachers yeah mama blames the music coming out of the speakers like yeah I love that verse well I was gonna say um I think I, this is one of those songs that I'm really interested to see how it works itself out because you know you got the hardcore that's like they want to hate anything that is mainstream yeah and bj's verses are deeper and are probably more well written than Haley witters i mean um, her and her co-writers wrote the whole song though it's just the ones he got right, i think but, were more identifiable right. to me yeah well yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm 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 interested to see how you know our audience takes the bj aspect because this song sounds like a song that was written for radio yeah yeah that it's a song that, you know, BJ's never done before. Do they just utterly reject it or, you know, do they embrace yeah. it? That's an, interesting, look- that's an interesting thing that hasn't worked itself out yet. Um, I know, like, as you said, they wrote the whole song. I think they gave BJ the little deeper lyrics um, when you listen to it. Um I personally, I, I like the whole, I like the whole damn song. Yeah. Um, it's so, it's so fucking <laughs> it's, catchy. And it's fun. so good, man. Yeah. Um, it reminds me, like, one point about BJ, he hasn't ever done a song like this, on, so to speak, on his uh, yeah. actual original output, but it's very reminiscent of the kind of the the uh, tone and how much fun he had doing the two cover records about the 90s country covers. Right, yeah. It's kind of... So bangers, like, Twangers, yeah, and, and Certified... Uh, uh, slappers, Bangers, and Certified Twangers, Volume yep, 1 and it. 2. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, you can tell he's having fun while yeah, doing this and, song and it's like it's the same kind of like vibe yeah. you got from those two cover albums yeah um, and you know i think i think Haley witters has the voice and and the face to do country radio yeah that that bj probably doesn't have that's not like an B- insult bj's music will never <laughs> bj's music is never going to appeal to the mainstream uh country no, radio but, where Haley's can yes yeah and i think 
if people were like, oh, what was that song with that random dude on it that I've never heard from? They might, I hope like, this hits they, radio because that would be hilarious but yeah, if BJ Barham is part of a hit on the radio. Right, and that's the part that I'm really interested to see how it works out because yeah. you have that faction that's just like, oh, it's popular. I don't like it anymore. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And <laughs> does BJ get blowback for that or do they embrace it? I don't know. I think I don't know. BJ, BJ with his hardcore fans is at a point where it's not going to matter. They're going to like him. But now the not hardcore American Aquarium fans that are those types of fans, I agree with you. Like if it becomes popular, is he going to get blowback from, you know, the pinkies out Americana crowd? Because if you really look at a lot of Americana artists um, and I hate that term, I really do. But the Americana artists that are um, when they sing about their hometown, it's always and there's a space for this because there are some songs like that that I think that you should always bunk on. It really annoys me. Yeah. No, there there is a place for that because I do think that yeah. you shouldn't always look like with a nostalgic everything was great lens. Like sometimes there should be a critique, but sure, they, yeah. they only do the critique. They only yeah. talk about how shitty and narrow minded people are. When in yeah. reality, there's another side to this story. Sure, and I think this song think encapsulates other that side, other side really well. I think the other side of that, which is something you can make fun of, and to, to the other side of like the purely negative, I hate my hometown is Justin Moore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like. You know, when he said he thinks uh, everything's you know, just amazing all the time. Yeah, everything's, you know, a lot of people called in prison, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I was the only one that stayed, you know. Yeah. There are redeeming qualities to a lot of things. I, I do, go ahead. I was going to say there are redeeming qualities to the way you were raised. And I think yeah. Haley Witters kind of hits on those chords. Yeah. Cause I mean, like, even on another song she has, I think it was College Town, she sings like, um, it's not necessarily uh, in first person, but she sings about, you know, when somebody goes off to college and like the girl cuts her hair and then comes home with opinions that her parents don't share. It's like yeah, there it's there are some lines line. in there. It is yeah, a great line. because that hap- that's very common when you come from a it small is. town, you go yeah. to college and then they, they start getting ideas about things that they believe that their parents may not yeah. agree with. And yep. sometimes that can cause issues in small towns, sometimes not. But one of the things I think I appreciated about the chorus of this song is something that it's like it doesn't take a political stance. It's like it's talking about middle of, of America flyovers. He says, <laughs> we ain't left. We ain't right. We're it. just left yeah. right in the middle of America. Like, I, I like that. Um, I, I've always said, and I feel like I say this too much on this show, but I don't care. I like when it comes to what an uh, artist has to say about politics, I do think they have the right to, because if I can go on Twitter on my personal Twitter and mm, bitch about something that bothers me, they can do it too. But I don't care to have every song be a political statement because I think sometimes artists take themselves too seriously when the entire record is like that. There's the difference between you tweeting X really pisses me off. I can't believe we do X and you know you writing a song that's just like america sucks yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. you know there's there's a difference there As if you can do it in a clever american way flag pocket tea right now <laughs> yeah. i'm all for clever criticisms or clever um endorsements well i don't even mind one or two songs on an album that takes a p- political take or political undertones i just don't want an entire record of it it's and this isn't shut well, up yeah. and sing anybody that thinks that i'm saying shut up and sing you can fuck yourself because that's no, not we're what i'm all, saying we're all f- 
I but, think all three of us are fans of the um, American Aquarium song where BJ sang about, was it called the New South, Old South? Better South. That song sounds fantastic, South. man. Like the yeah, sonically, one everything. Song. And there is, one there is the some like uh, redeeming qualities in a lot of artists' political takes, even if you don't agree with their political takes sure. 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just don't want an entire, like, and I, I'm a big fan of this guy, Will Hogue, but he put out an entire record that was just like, piss and vinegar essentially and it was all politics and i was just like i refuse to listen to that because it's not even that i disagree with everything he said it's just like i get tired of it andy and i I think talked about that record a long time ago preachy you come off as preachy well you come across like a prick yeah that was the only album i've ever heard by that guy and i've never listened to him since he has some really good music that you're missing some really good music if you only listen if you've only ever heard that album and didn't give them a chance. Like like I said, I don't refuse to listen to someone because I, they may disagree or agree with my right. politics. It's it's just a matter of I don't want every all of their creative output to be that. This is shut up and saying uh, it's just I don't want to always listen to it. It's it, a bad I, first impression. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Uh, you come off as preachy. Yeah. If you don't come off as preachy and then you release a single or one or two songs on an album that yeah. you want to get a point across, you, people are much more likely to sure. consider your point than if every song is this, About that. this, yeah. this, yeah. this. And then, you know, then people are just like, I don't, I just don't give a shit what you have yeah. to say. Seriously. It, it's, it's a matter of it. It's politics fatigue that everyone has. Yeah, Cause we, sure. we feel like you burn out the last yeah. like six or seven years. I feel like everything has to be inundated with politics when in reality, like there's a, if, if you don't ever talk about like how somebody votes you just talk sports with them, you talk some music with them. Like you find out that you actually have more in common overall as humans than you don't yeah. in America. But it's like, yeah. everybody has to pick a side about, you know, yeah. well, th- your team blue or your team red. I mean, I'm not going to be friends with you because you're a shitty person. There's Maybe. a reason they said you don't ever talk about politics and religion at work. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> The, you know, the older generation was wise to that fact. Yeah, but now it's like everything is everything. politicized on both yeah. sides of the aisle, yep. and it's annoying. But, Andy, yep. middle of America, how, what do you think about it? I know you're I not as big of a Healy fan as we are. No, you're but you're a hater. I think, uh, I just think this song, this type song in general, is it's okay. I think y'all, because I can tell you I've done this myself, is I think y'all give it a little bit more of a pass because you like, you're like big Haley Witters fans. I have done the same. Logan Miles basically has this exact song, but the Kansas version. And uh, I give that oh, song Andy's a pass home because I'm, I'm a huge Logan Miles fan. So. And you're also from Kansas. Yeah. See, you know, <laughs> you've passes that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I do. I, I think the reason I like it, though, is it reminds me of a mix of like 90s country, Trish Yearwood and like Heartland Rock sonically. Yeah. And I, that really is like some of my favorite stuff. So I think that's why I like it. And plus, it, it's very the, the melody is infectious. I mean, I get it because yeah. like, this song is literally uh, you, uh, it's welcome to Prairieville. I guess you probably you know the song. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very close. Even sonically and everything. They're very similar songs. I like welcome to Prairieville. So, but I'm with, I'm with, I hear what you're saying. Though. I don't think the song in general is that great, but you give passes to it. I'm not saying I don't think it's that great. I think it's okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I mean, BJ, plus, I just want to give BJ a shout out for doing this song. Well, he and Ailey Witters are pretty close. They write together. Um, they've been writing a lot okay. together, like those two, Lori McKenna, and everything. That's why I always say Haley is so interesting to me because she has a quasi partnership with uh big loud records that you know like walla and hardy and ernest are on ashlyn craft too but at the same time she also like writes with you know the Lori mckenna's of the world the bj barham's and she's well respected in both 
she has a foot in both camps, like people in the yeah. mainstream like her and people in the independent like her. And I think that that's why she could be somebody, if she gains steam on the radio, could be somebody that's kind of like a game changer. And I hope she is because I like her. But, you know. All over. Yeah. yeah. I'm slaps. <laughs> that's Haley Witter's Middle of America. Next up on the rundown, we have a, um, this is from his live album that he just put out. I know you guys hate live albums, but yeah. this is a, yep. This is a new song, though, that we haven't heard. Um, it's acoustically done, so I'm interested to hear with the full studio version when it comes, but it's Riley Green, Hell of a Way to Go. Um, just a little context before we play the chorus. He he's Everybody who's listened to any of Riley's music knows that he has an affinity for like his grandparents, and he's, he's written a lot and sang a lot about his granddad, on, and granddad's really on both sides of the family. And this one, he said, is a song that kind of came from his granddad had a um, saying of like, you know, if I'm doing this, I'm doing that whether it's fishing or football or something like that, he goes, that'd be a hell of a way to go. And that kind of like gave him how he wrote this song. I'll uh, play the chorus and I'll get your thoughts. He's sitting on a lake like glass, catching largemouth bass, just my boy and me. Or maybe on a 50-yard line, watching Alabama beat the hell out of Tennessee. Or maybe on a front porch swing, something cold to drink, mama's hand to hold. A song on radio would be a hell of a way to go. All right, it's a hell of a way to go, Riley Green, the um, live acoustic version. Andy, what's your take on this one? As you said, I hate live uh, live albums. I don't see the point in them, but uh, it's classic Riley Green. Uh, yeah, I would. I feel like this is something that I would like the studio version of. And uh, I got a question though. This just made when you talk about like how much Riley Green like talks about his grandpa. At what price point do you think Riley Green would sell out and say something bad about Alabama in general, not the school, just the state in general? I think it would take a lot. What, what's so. the number though? Gosh, I don't know. Um, I think that if you paid him a million bucks, he'd write a song that was disparaging about Alabama. I don't think a million would be enough. I could, I mean, I could very easily say you're right. That guy probably loves Alabama more than Alabama loves itself. <laughs> he does love Alabama. And look, kudos to him. I mean, he's, he loves where he's from. I think, I think, he would, I think, I think, yeah. I think if you gave him enough money where he didn't do tour again, he probably would do it. I would agree with that. Yeah. If it's like, Fuck you, retirement money. Yeah, fuck you, retirement money. Yeah, he would one thousand yeah. percent say something. I would if I was an artist. I probably would do the same, that kind yeah. of money. I would write a song disparaging my alma mater. Yeah, same. Yeah, and then I would donate a bunch of money and have my name on the football field. Yeah, <laughs> Harvard of the South. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is this song is what makes Riley Green good. Um, I want to hear the studio version because. Nothing irks me more in a hearing a song and it's like, oh, I can hear the crowd in the background getting really way more hype when he says, instead of beating the hell out of, beating the shit out of. <laughs> I'm just like, I hate that. I, I, I hate disdain live albums. See, um, the very things you guys said are the things I like. I love live I albums. I just hate if they're done well. Live albums. I just don't like them. I just, I just go to the concert or watch the concert live. I don't want to hear it when I'm in the car. I just don't care. I just, it just doesn't. The song though is really good. Caught me in my feels. I'm not gonna lie. Listen to it. Yeah. And then the cynical person to me was like, well, 
It'd be a shitty way to go if you're in your and you're you're in the boat with your granddad and he just croaked. <laughs> yeah, I was like, damn, that's. I mean, you know, he's at the Alabama Tennessee game. He just croaks. I mean, I wouldn't want to go that way. If you if you look at it on the second and third layer, like yeah, that would kind of suck. Like you're yeah, doing something that, fun, and then, then like the third time I listened to it, I was like, yeah, I was like, I wouldn't want to croak in front of my grandson on a boat. You know? <laughs> I would definitely not want to die in a crowded football stadium. No, no, I wouldn't either. Like the only place on that song that I would want to croak is on the front porch with That's your wife. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, I understand it's like kind of a little bit of. uh sarcasm you know that'd be a hell of a way to go yeah well it's but, more so saying it, like these are highlights and fun moments so like if this right, is yeah if this is how i go out then you know fair enough yeah probably yeah, want to just I, leave out the part go home and then die yeah <laughs> but just leave that out of the song yeah i, I don't want i don't want to die at um the alabama football stadium and no, i don't i don't yeah. want to die at a football stadium no 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 i want to die at home <laughs> yeah it's just I me just, i, I don't want to die yeah, I would I don't totally. Well, I'm saying, you know, if I'm like I'm that old, yeah. As Andy cool. said, we're all we're all ten years away from the halfway point. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just statistics. But I would totally yeah. be cool if I died on the toilet at the football stadium. That would be a hell of a way to go. But, <laughs> no, because I don't want my family you'll see Andy, to go get me out of there. You'll see Andy passed out with a, a mini bottle that he had in his stuffed in his boot, and like Andy doesn't drink dirty anymore, ass so stall. That's not going to happen. I don't know. At that point, if he's going to die, he, he, he would have, that to have a reason to die on the football, on the uh, toilet at a football stadium. Though. That's true. Yeah. I mean, you just have a heart attack. I mean, you just take a shit so bad. It stinks so bad. It kills you. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I, I have a, you can shit deep, your brains out a, literally and die. I have a deep fear that I would just have a heart attack at the most inopportune time. And then I'm a burden. <laughs> That's one of my like deepest fears in life. Like I'm at a concert and have a heart attack <laughs> and all my friends have to just like, Walk the ambulance into me, or, you know the EMS. That would suck. That would suck. Yeah, I have a deep fear in the back of my mind that I would just have the most inopportune heart attack of all time. I, see, I don't think there is a really ideal way to die. I think there are a lot of shitty ways to die. But at the end of the day, yeah, I don't want to die like, shitty. Way. I, would, I don't want to like rather, burn to death. That would suck. Yeah, yeah. horrific. That would be the worst. Yeah, I just want to die in my bed. I would like if I'm going to die, I just want to die in my sleep. Same. Just, just not wake up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't wake up. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just don't want to die where I'm a burden to someone. Yeah. It's like, but it, I guess it doesn't make a compelling song if you're like, I just want to sit there and watch some YouTube on the TV and die in my sleep. That'd be a hell of a way to go. It would be a hell of a way to go for me, though. Be, I mean, it'd be an ideal way for me to go if I have yes. to. Yeah. Same. Yeah. But I, so that was my cynical way of looking at this song. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I, I thought like, about. I like the song too. Um, yeah, I like great. see. I like live records. It's a. It's not. He's not obviously a Texas artist, but it's a very big staple of Texas country music. Is like the live album, and when they're done well, they're really good. When they're done shitty, they're really bad. But I don't think this is a bad live album. Um, but this song in particular, I was glad to hear it because it was a new one that you know Andy likes to talk about, and he's not wrong that Riley has a tendency to repackage a lot of the same songs and put them on different projects, but it was oh, cool. To- you'll hear this song on about five more EPs. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, you read, it, yeah, it, it was cool to hear this one. Um, I mean, I guess the only critique I have of it is like you said, it's very Riley green and I like Riley green. I understand why the hardcore independent fans don't because it's like in some ways, some of his songs are like very checklisty and can be a little surface level from songwriting perspective. But I think that there's a place for that. And I think that Riley Green's music is undeniably country. 
And I think that this is one of those fun songs that is also kind of like surface level, you know, talking about uh, fond memories of his granddad in some ways. And it was like, I do love the line where he's like, watching Alabama beat the hell out of Tennessee because it the way that it's set up is like you could easily replace it with watching NC State beat the hell out of UNC. So <laughs> it's like I, li- I like that line because, you know, big college football guy. Uh, but I, I'm a fan of the song. It's not a lucky for his granddad. He hasn't seen that not happening. Seriously. Years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think it's I don't, I don't think either of his granddads are still living at this point. But but. Either way, like you're right, though Alabama's been good for a long time. But yeah. I, I like the song. I I like Riley Green. Like I, Andy and I've said before, I think Riley Green's a good dude, and I think that if like w- we grew up with him, we'd be friends with him because he's a lot like us in some ways. But he's he's a so, little more redneck than we are. But there's nothing. It's like all right said, to be a redneck. That's what Alan Jackson says. He does tend to be checklist Steve, though. But to a point, when he check, does uh, does those lists, I believe him when he says that stuff. I do too. Well, I the believe other people, him. It, I don't it's authentic. Believe, I believe yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't do it in a douchey kind of like Metro uh, bro kind of way like we had with the Sam Hunt stuff. It's like this. It's it's very it seems authentic to Riley Green and authentic authenticity is the best thing in music. I believe him. I think it's a great point. Yep, I would agree. So. I kind of believe Justin Moore to an extent in some ways. Too. I actually believe Justin Moore. And see, I don't hate yeah. Justin Moore. I, I mean, I think he's got a lot of songs that I do like. There's some that I think are he has some cringy, cringe. But yeah, he, he does have some cringy ones. Yeah. Like the like I Could backwards. Kick Your Ass song. I'm not. Yeah, okay, man. Beta Hook. Yeah, Beta Hook's cringe. Yeah. 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 But, but I do believe him, though. I, yeah, I, do I believe, believe him, too. That he thinks he could probably kick your ass. <laughs> yeah. I believe that. I, I would kick his ass because he's like five. He's really short. No, he's very short. Yeah, I would kick his ass. You heard it here. <laughs> Kyle's calling out Justin Moore. Yeah, yeah. Still you cage match. That? You heard, heard that, Jay Moore. Kyle Aker yeah. decided he's going to kick your ass. So you come on the podcast. We'll set up a time rough and rowdy. Uh, we'll yep. do it up. Mm-hmm. Justin Carter's Moore my tag Kyle. team teammate. Yep. Carter will be like your manager in pro wrestling, running around. He'll have Carter like, would be an amazing manager. Carter would be an mic. amazing manager. If we put he, him on he, the mic, we shouldn't we let put, him do anything physical. But as long as it's no, just talking, just he's put good. him on the mic and just yeah. let him talk shit. He would Agreed. be so good at that. Oh my Agreed. god, he'd be phenomenal. Yeah, he would be really good at that. But yeah, but yeah, that's a hell of a way to go by Riley Green. All right, moving in. Uh, hope I'm not butchering this guy's name. I'd like to get this guy on the podcast because I've generally enjoyed the handful of songs that I've heard of his that he's released. But uh, Kobe Roten Band. Uh, this popped up in my release radar the other day, and I wanted to check it out, and I kind of dug it. So I sent it to the guys. They liked it, too. It's called Just Like You, Kobe Roden Band. Uh, just like you, Kobe Road man. Andy, what do you think? This sound is one of like my favorite sounds of the last however many years. Probably since the first time I heard this sound. Yeah. It is definitely, if you do anything that sounds like this, for the most part, I'm going to be a fan. 
and I, I don't know. I just really like the line, like at the end of the chorus, where you, the I'm just like you line of it. I just, I don't know, hook, line, sinker, sold, a fish on a hook. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I love the sound of this. This is like one of my favorite Texas kind of sounds. And like you said, where the lead up to that was um, he was like, a woman who wants everything ain't the kind of wearing a ring. Uh, ring. He said, it's sad, but it's true. He's like, because I'm just like you. It's like, basically, he's looking at how things aren't working out for this woman because of maybe it's not wanting to settle down. Maybe it's being a rambler. Maybe it's unrealistic expectations, but at the same time he gets it. It's sad, but it's true. Cause he's just like you. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm all in on this song too. I, I dig it. Kyle, what about you? Well, I love this song. <clears throat> I like where he's like, every time I try to, uh, I think he says, every time I try to find the words to say, they just don't make much sense. Yeah. I think I kind of butchered that, but, uh, doing off memory hey, and then, exactly and then he's just like, like what the song said <laughs> then he's like i just need a drink <laughs> and i just really like that verse um yeah I, I was on the hook um just i just like the way this dude sounds mm-hmm. i mean i this is the first song i've heard by him i haven't listened to much else um but i like the way this band sounds man they just got a vibe to him that I'm he, all in for. I am too. I, I dig it. He he's a pretty relatively newcomer to the scene. Um, he they brought some only, heat. He's only got like a EP out and maybe a couple singles, and this is the most recent single. But I, I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. I'm on board, and I can't wait to hear more. Um, I agree with you guys sonically. I love this song. Um, and I love the guitar I, solo in it too. I yeah yeah I agree with that and Andy I think that there's something about songs like this that we do like because it's about it's essentially about shit not working out but in some ways it's kind of like this is why it doesn't work out for you but at the same time this is my problem too so yeah no sympathy here that's kind of what I like look I'm it's almost summertime we dig bummer jams here I'm announcing that and there will be something to follow with this on the podcast uh, so stay tuned for that but I'm announcing right now that it is sad boy summer. Bummer jams mm. all the time. Sad boy summer on country and gold mm. cans. But you know, just I think like this every song, other summer. <laughs> <laughs> I think this song kind of falls into the vein of the um Mikhail Book uh band song that he released that we talked about yeah, a couple yeah, weeks yeah. ago. Where it's a it's a bummer jam, but you can still play it at a party and no one's yeah. really gonna pick up on that. Unless they're jam. really listening to the lyrics, they're not gonna yeah. it's a sad they're song gonna, played loud. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. I mean it's a, it's a bummer jam, but 95% of the people there aren't going to catch on to the fight. It's a bummer jam. Yeah. It's like, like, like the words are sad, but the vibe is I like to party. And I yeah. think that's kind of what I, it's out my alley. So I like it. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a mullet. It's business in the front party in the back. That sounds like something Ricky Bobby would say. <laughs> yeah. You could just crank this no matter where you're at. Yeah. So I'm definitely glad I, I came across it. And hopefully, like I said, I'd like to be able to, talk to this guy because um I, i've yeah, been digging his music that. but yeah that's just like you about kobe Roden, man so uh i got one more on the rundown we have a definitely a mainstream guy uh thomas rett seems like we've been talking a lot about thomas rett recently i don't know why but maybe it's because i've it keeps popping up in my feed i don't know but thomas rett uh has released a song with riley green um it's been a while since we've talked about that guy but uh thomas rett and riley green have a song called half of me so Here's the chorus. Half of me wants a cold beer. Yeah, that's a cold hard truth. 
So yeah, this song, just for a little context where we talked the song, like he released Country Again, Side A, and he released the album that he just put out Friday. This is part of that album. I forgot what it's called. Um, and then he's got another album coming called Country Again, Side B, I believe. The two ones, Country Again, it's a little on the nose, but it's like his more country material. And this one is a little bit more of the poppy Thomas Rhett that we've heard. But the reason th- I picked this track was because this was probably the countryest song or one of the two countryest songs on this kind of like poppy record. And I kind of want to get your guys' take on it. I have my thoughts, but I'll save that till you guys get done. So, Kyle, what do you think of Half of Me with Thomas Rhett featuring Riley Green? Part of me wants to say this is a really try-hard song. Part of me says he kind of succeeded. Um, I think this is an attempt to reach back in time and find one of those kind of 90s party vibe jams. Um, I would have been perfectly fine without Riley Green on this song. Um, I mean, he's there. This song did make more sense to have somebody else on it more so than Death Row did, though. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah, hundred um, percent. This is more like a a buddy beer song than Death Row, <laughs> so it's like made sense. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would I would agree with that. Um, I think he what I think the the attempt of this song was, can I make a classic country song? It's a little bit like today's that's a mainstream. party song. Yeah, that's it's like today's song. mainstream kind of yeah. pop country in some ways. Yeah, can I find a um can I find like a early two thousands, late nineties? I mean the hook, I get what giant. you're getting at because the hook yeah. is kind of that way. It's like half of me wants a cold beer and the other half does too. That is very nineties influenced. Right. Um like, and that's kind of what I'm saying is half of him half of me wants to say he succeeded and the other half's like did he? I mean, I, some of half of it sounds really try hard, and the other half is like, yeah, he got he he accomplished what he was shooting for, right? Um, I think the try hard nature just become is just because he put Riley Green on the record. <laughs> and, I th- and I think for every really great song Riley Green has, he has one that's just a way too try hard song. Well, this is a Tommy Rad song, though. This isn't a. There's nothing to blame Riley about this because he didn't co-write in this. He was like right. asked to be a feature because this song was written by Thomas Rad, Josh Thompson, and Will Bundy. Now seeing that Josh Thompson wrote it, I get why it's kind of the way it is because Josh Thompson is one of the better pop country writers in the mainstream, um, and this does kind of have his fingerprints on it. I think. Yeah, it's nothing deep about the song. No, 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 no. Yeah. Which is why I was kind of think, did he succeed at having a good, fun party song? Yes. Um, did he really kind of get back to what I think he was trying to shoot for? I don't know. It's complicated. I get. I get yeah. where you're at. This sounds like know. a. It sounds like a radio hit to me. But what yeah. say you, Andy? Oh, I guess to put it short. If this was on three of Riley Green's EPs, I'd probably listen to it again. But uh, I'm never going to listen to this again. Fair enough. I, I have complicated feelings towards it too, Kyle. And I, I say that because if we hadn't have already heard this song one to two albums ago from um, Thomas Rhett when he did Nothing That a Beer Can't Fix with John Party, then I would like this one more than I do. 
because that's a great callback. Yep. Yep. Because it's yep. literally the same idea. It's yeah. just, it's two buddies in mainstream country on something that probably will be a radio hit like that was singing about wanting to drink a beer. And I'm not as hardcore against the beer songs because I love some beer songs. I mean, it's not that different than what Casey Donahue just put out recently. And I'd like that song. But it, I think it's, it's just trying like, too hard. I think it's it's derivative of his own song he just put out. And that, that doesn't make it bad. It's just we've already heard him do this not that long ago. And I think that's probably yeah. my biggest issue with it. I personally. This song doesn't make me angry. Like, I, I like it. Like, you play this at a tailgate or we play it at a party or something. I'm cool with it. Because it's country enough. It's not really hardcore country, but it's country enough that I'm not going to be like, what the fuck is this? But at the same time, it's it's enjoyable. It's a fun beer song that you can play with your friends while you're at the lake or on the boat or or like at a tailgate. But it's it's not like it's but it's not trying to be a a well-written yeah, this song is of the song, year either. I mean, it's this a, is a, yeah, I, I hate to say it like this. This is a song for the wives and girlfriends that you can play around them and they enjoy it as well as everybody yeah. else. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I mean, I don't dislike the song. That's, that, I, I want to be clear about that. I don't dislike it. I just no, think that that's it's, exclusively our wives and girlfriends because, you know, I, th- I think it's not everyone's. It's, it's yeah. literally like nothing like a beer can't fix part two. It's what it is. It's a yeah, duet with yeah. another mainstream country dude singing about beer. And like, I don't think if we hadn't heard a million and one beer songs in the last 15 years, I think people would like it more. But I think that, and I don't mean mainstream listeners because they're going to eat it up. Like, yeah, let's call it what it is. But I think that some of the independent crowd is not going to like it because we've heard this a million times in a vacuum. I don't think it's a bad song. I really don't. I mean, I don't think it's a great song. It's not going to be a song of the year contender, but it's a fun enough song that I, I can enjoy while listening to it. I think it's got an infectious melody. Um, so, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. If I think that if it came, if it came out of someone like PJ Parham or something like that, I would be like, what the fuck is this? This is awful. But coming from you Thomas Red, Yeah. But coming from Thomas Red, I'm like, dude, I was like, this isn't bad. Like I, I kind of like it. And that's not a, like a negative on Thomas Wright. He's a completely different artist. I, I think the guy does have some talent. I don't think he's talentless. I don't think he's like Russell Dickerson. I don't I know why I I'm, dislike that guy's music so much. I just don't like it. He's a cancer. Um, <laughs> I think Tommy Rhett is becoming the 2020 version of what the 2010s and early 2000s Blake Shelton was. Because I don't agree with that at all. Maybe, but well, I think Blake was naturally way more talented of a vocalist, and yeah, I would agree with that. But Blake had some just shit. Oh, but yeah, Blake put out a lot of shit. I yeah, mean, his first his Rhett, first two or three records, pretty good stuff. But Tommy Rhett's first record was pretty damn good. Beer with Jesus. Yeah, it's a good record, but I also think that we look back on that one more fondly because we were 19 when it came out. We do. I listened Mate, to that okay. record that's again a, not fair. that long ago and wasn't as good as I remembered. Yeah, okay. it's like that's it's, it's, it's a nostalgia it. pool for us because we were 19 years old and like we were all like, you know, sitting okay. there crushing I, yeah, Natty okay. Lights and listening. We to were songs. middle like we were middle class white boys, too. Yeah, seriously. So I mean, I it's like song, I don't. don't <laughs> I like that record. Wrong, I, love that song. I mean, I like that record, but I yeah. just think it's it's a nostalgia pool because it, it's okay. When Eric Church says melody with okay. a memory, it connects us back to you know we were dumb nineteen year old college kids. Okay, okay. that song's yeah. good. 
Okay, I'll take it by what I said. That, that that might be true because I haven't listened to it recently in like yeah. last three years. Like okay. if if he put out "Get Me Some of That" today, we would trash him for it. But back then, like yeah. it, when I hear it, I'm just like, dude, I kind of like this because I was 19 and I used to sing along to it. But it's like mm-hmm. if me at 28 would probably be like, this is awful. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, nostalgia is a strong thing. But not a bad song. I mean, I, I can't. No, argue no, no, not a bad song. Not a bad song. Like I, I'm not going to go out of my way to have this in my top five songs on my Spotify wrapped by any means. But if it shows up in a playlist, I'm not going to skip it either. It's kind of where I'm at on it. It's like, I'm, I like it enough to listen to it, but I'm not going to seek it out. If that makes sense. Yeah. Now, if we're hanging out with the guys at a, on the lake, like, yeah, we'll throw it in a playlist. But then, you know, what I think of is like for every old red, there's a fucking God's country by Lake Shelton. Which is kind of if God's country is what you consider the worst he's put out, he's got way worse than that. God's country is a bad not, song. That song's a banger. Yeah, that song's uh, not a bad song. Uh, shit's AIDS. No, what's that? What's that song <laughs> he had? Chew tobacco, chew tobacco, chew tobacco. Oh, that's a good that's terrible boys around too, here. Yeah. That one sucks. Boys around here. That's a, yeah, that's a terrible one too. Yeah, that one sucks. You know, the, uh, one quick thing about yeah. um, that my brother said recently about Blake Shelton that I think is very, very true. Blake Shelton started off his career, had all the talent in the world, did a hell of a uh, cover of Goodbye Time that he put on the radio, for goodness sake, and it did yep. well. And then he has become a caricature of what people in L.A. think country people are. And I think some of that is him being celebrity famous due to the voice. But he literally yeah. in the commercials, the way he acts, the music he puts out, he is a caricature of what people in urban cities think country is. And I that kind of annoys me I, because yeah, he, yeah. it seems like he's being playing a character more so than being himself. And I don't dislike the guy. I really don't. Like, I think he's a funny guy, but I just think that his current persona seems like a caricature more than an actual country artist. I think we've had this debate multiple times. I don't know if we ever did a podcast on it. I think he's the biggest disappointment in the from last that era. Years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, relative yeah. to his talent and what we've seen him capable of with music he actually released, I 100% agree. In yeah, the mainstream. It's a huge disappointment. Yeah. yeah. We we could have had a... And a diff, there's another universe where Blake was a top-tier mainstream country artist, but not the one we live in. So, is Unfortunately. what it is. Is what it is. But that's the Cold Cans Rundown. Uh, let us know what songs you like, you dislike, what you think we got wrong, what you think we got right. But uh, we're about to jump into our top three chicken sandwich draft. Here are the rules. We're going to decide... What order we go in, it's going to be a snake draft. So if I draft first in this round, I draft last in the next round. And it goes on like that. We're going to be talking about uh, fast food chicken sandwiches. And the rules are when you draft a chicken sandwich from a respective restaurant, it is taken off the board. So if I pick KFC, you guys can't pick KFC, so on and so forth. When we get, Until we do three rounds, all of us have our team of three. Then we'll post it, see who did the best, and see whose people's teams like um, uh, which team we drafted for the top three chicken sandwich draft. Got a question. Do yes, we sir. have to have ate the chicken sandwich? Hmm, that's a good question I haven't thought about. Um, I'm not sure if I've had nine different chicken sandwiches. In that case, because of your lack of experience eating chicken sandwiches at restaurants, then no. 
But is it fair to pick one blind? I think no, but I'm allowing you to if you need to. Should we have to play an honest game and pick the ones you've ate first? Sure. If there's you, some if big names that I have never had. Yeah, I mean, there's some names I haven't had, but if you if you run out of ones that you haven't had, then pick what you think it would be off a reputation. Just make a note of it so we're not being dishonest. Got it. Right. Are we allowed to differentiate between the original and the spicy? Good point. Yes. Okay. Ten yep. four. Okay. okay. That works. Okay. Thank you. Oh, All right. So we'll jump into it. Let's decide the draft order. All right. So we just did our uh, rock, paper, scissors to decide the draft order. And here it goes. First round goes me first pick, Kyle second pick, Andy third. So with it being a snake draft, Andy, that means you pick back to back and you will have the first pick in the second round. All right. So that leaves me first pick in our uh, April 2022 chicken sandwich draft. I think there's one option that is clear and above the number one overall pick. If I'm I agree to fr- with you. If I'm starting a franchise on yeah. Chick-fil-A, if I'm starting a franchise on chicken sandwiches, there's really only one pick. It's the restaurant that, for those of you watching on YouTube, I have the cup right here. The Jesus Chicken. Jesus's Chicken Shack. Chick-fil-A, the number one classic uh, on their menu. By far, hands down, the best chicken sandwich there is, the best chicken sandwich there was, and the best chicken sandwich there ever will be. Chick-fil-A, the classic number one, best sandwich, number one draft pick, Team D-Berry. I was going to be angry if that did not go number one. Yeah. If someone yeah, there's did no debate. That, there's yeah. no debate here. Number one. Um, it's like drafting Andrew Luck number one overall. Right. You're, you're a dumbass if you didn't. Yeah. Uh, Okay, <clears throat> since I have been given the number two pick, um, I'm going with the Zaxby's Club. Hmm, interesting pick. Yes, yes. Zaxby's. Zaxby's. Um, Kyle, you picking that sec, uh, second overall is like the equivalent of how we think the mock draft is going to go in the NBA and then some international player gets drafted that nobody right. expected. Yeah. But it's a good yeah. pick. It turns out it's, it's going to pan out. Um, you know, Zaxby's Chicken is not respected in comparison to a lot of other Southern food chains, but they're just consistent, bro. I mean, you don't go to Zaxby's and get bad chicken. They're just consistent. Back to back food poisoning. (laughs) Andy just had a stroke of bad luck. You went to a Northern Zaxby's. I'm sorry. You did. Both in North Carolina. He just had a stroke of bad luck. Yeah, you did. Yeah. I've been eating Zaxby's for 15 years. Never once, you know, knock on wood. But um, and the reason I selected it over the Bojangles chicken sandwich is purely because of consistency. Because I have been to a lot of Bojangles that are just subpar. It's a fair point. I love Bojangles, yeah. but it's a fair point. Yeah, yeah. So the Never the, the Zaxby's Club man with the bacon, the chicken, you know, all the other nonsense that goes on the sandwich. That's the number two overall pick. All right, so first overall, Chick-fil-A, the number one classic. Number two for Kyle, the Zaxby's Chicken Club. Andy, third overall pick. Close out the first round. What you got, Chick-fil-A or chicken sandwiches? First round's going to be easy. Give me the spicy Chick-fil-A. Mm, okay. Bowl choice. With, yeah, bowl with choice. Uh, pepper, pepper jack cheese. Mm, it's superior. That's a good addition. That's a good addition. Mm, see, I think, off I, of it. I think you're fucking up. Not the spicy. I think you're missing a golden opportunity here. 
that's where the uh my uh second round oh, okay first and the okay. second okay oh, so hold boy. on we close out the first round number one classic chick-fil-a sandwich number two zaxby's chicken club number three end of the first round we had the spicy chick-fil-a sandwich all right andy it's snake draft so it's back to you first pick of the second round who you got this one's actually getting a little bit tougher trying to plan ahead no it's, no, it's not no it's not what i think is gonna still be available andy eats too many gas station burritos while he's on the road yeah he does America's waiting. I, I'm wondering if I know what Kyle's going to take or not. But uh, you know what? Give me, ooh, uh, give me a home style Wendy's. Ooh, that's a dark horse for that high of a pick. But okay, home style Wendy's. It's not the spicy Wendy's. Just the home style Wendy's. Oh, give me the home style. Yeah, I'm, I'm planning ahead though. What, what I think still going to be available later. Okay. Homestyle Wendy's off the board. Kyle, what's your second round draft pick? The number eight combo at Chick-fil-A, which is the club. This guy's just a club guy. But it's the grilled chicken one. It's the He's grilled a club chicken. guy. Yeah. It's the grilled chicken. You can select the, the pepper jack cheese along with the rest of the nonsense. Plus, they give you this hunt this mustard sauce that you put on it, which yeah, is just delectable. Oh, so good. That's the only combo they give it to you with. Other than that, you have to ask for it. Right. I don't know what it is, but God, that sauce is so good. I think it's number I think eight. it's okay. Oh, you're wrong. So, um, yeah, <laughs> you're wrong. Yeah. You know, Kyle, you're wrong. Kyle's going straight up club pick so far. Zaxby's club, uh, the grilled club sandwich at Chick-fil-A. Oh, so good. Oh, God, so good. <laughs> yep. Continue on. All right, so uh, third pick, my pick of the second round. I'm going to have to go with the one that I had a random person on Twitter yell at me about and call me names because I didn't say it was better than Chick-fil-A, but I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, But it is a damn good sandwich, and that is the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Ooh, good choice. They put mayonnaise and pickles on that joker. Oh, man, it's so good. Um, when I that, think that when that sandwich came out, they brought the heat. They were yeah. coming after some folks. They were. They were, they trying, were, they were trying to come after Chick Fil A. Look, man, I gave we got it a COVID because of them. <laughs> I I gave <laughs> they it were a bringing fair, that heat, bro. I gave it a fair shot, though. I, I said I will go in with an open mind and say maybe this could unseat the king. That no, is the Chick Fil A no, sandwich, but no, it did it not. It was still a Never damn good it. sandwich. Still a damn good sandwich. Uh, the chicken I is very different. It's a it's a lot uh, more. It's a lot bigger piece of a chicken breast, but the mayonnaise on it actually is a good addition for that sandwich. I wouldn't want it on my Chick Fil A one, but my my second pick and the second or my third pick, but uh, for the, my second round choice is the Popeyes chicken sandwich. I'll give you I a could- truck driver rant on Popeyes. One reason I've never had that sandwich is because at the truck stops, it is over ten dollars. Oh hell no! Popeyes is is cost you twenty dollars to get a combo from Popeyes at the truck stop. So I just don't go there anymore. They just, just gonna, screwing y'all at truck stops. Oh yeah, highway robbery. I was Literally. just gonna say um, that sandwich. Uh, your pick perfectly describes how I feel about the sandwich. If I whip up to the Chick Fil A. And it's very backed up, you know, lying through the parking lot. Like, ah, fuck it. I'm just, pop- I'm just going to Popeye's. <laughs> There's like <laughs> three cars in the line. Yeah, let me slide through here and get this Popeye's chicken sandwich. I mean, this isn't a um, draft on 
fast food service because there really isn't again chick-fil-a wins that but chick-fil-a is a lot quicker Unmatched. chick-fil-a with a line out to the street is still sometimes quicker than four people in line at popeyes oh they're faster than two cars in the line at arby's yeah oh and arby's I, is the fucking worst i oh, love their no, food no no no, no. no i love that no 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 no. we're talking okay, about service okay. i love their food but their service is the fucking worst there's one over yeah. here by my house that i have canceled in my mind they are x'd out they're fucking gone they're done oh, you, because you like i Bailey. You i was like so angry i went in there and i was like you know what i'm gonna eat healthy today so i ordered their uh chicken tender salad didn't have it i had to order it six times and the mm. dumbass waiting on me would not uh, she was like sorry what was that again? I said it six times. She's like, sorry, we don't have salads. I was like, well, how about give me the roast beef sandwich with the uh, melted cheddar? She goes, we don't have that either. And I was like, well, do you have anything? And she goes, um, um, I said, I'm done. I'm out of here. So I went to fucking Panera Bread and got a salad from there for $16. So they're done too. Too much. Too much. Panera money for, is expensive. Yeah, yeah. Panera is very expensive. So Arby's by but my house is, is canceled. Ba- Panera's pa- canceled, period. It's two days. Bailey went to an Arby's one time and in her defense, you know, she, to get to work on time, she needed to leave at 6.30. She left at right. 6. And she texted me, and she pulled up and, you know, whipped up into the Arby's drive-thru at, like, 6.05. Plenty of time <laughs> to get her order. And she, you know, you know, you know, Bailey, very well, Logan. Um, she was irate. I mean, just absolutely furious. And the main reason she was mad was because they had already swiped her card. Oh yeah, that would I would lose my yeah. And she shit just sat there because you know they're like, "Can you pull up for like so we can your your curly fries are cooking?" And she was just sitting there and they're like, "They already got my goddamn card. They've already charged me. I can't leave." And she had just said, "I mean," and she left at like six thirty-five. I mean, she was furious. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I would be too. I mean, yeah, let, I mean, she said over tw- over twenty minutes to get like you know just a regular turkey bacon ranch and some curly fries. Yeah. Well, before yeah. we go into the third round to finish out our teams here, Which the is, worst yeah. uh, service experience I've ever had, and I they're done for me too. The Wendy's, and I hope they fucking hear this because I want to let them know how awful they are. Mm. The Wendy's on Wake Forest Road off of Exit 10 on 440 in Raleigh, North Carolina. You were the most awful, awful fucking Wendy's I've ever seen in my life because mm. <laughs> they literally will not speak to you when you go through the drive-thru. They take your card, you ask for ketchup, they don't give it to you. You ask for an upsized drink, they don't give it to you. Mm -hmm. And then, not only did I have a bad experience, but a friend of mine, he knew someone that went through there, and they ordered a large sweet tea. Mm. Doesn't seem like... That's that's bold at Wendy's. eh, Depends on the Wendy's. That's bold. It, okay. but it's it's not a hard concept. You just get the large cup, you put ice, and you put the tea, right? I mean, anybody yes, can figure yeah, that out. Yeah. Yes. They give they give the the person that went through there a small cup. Oh, that pisses me off. You charge me, and you don't. Give and it he to was me. yeah, oh, no, no, but I'm he was right. like very polite and was like, "Hey, I ordered a large. It's here on my receipt. Can you give me a large?" They just take it from him, come back and hand him a large cup. He drives off thinking he got his large tea. He opens up the cup. And the lady working there took the small cup, didn't dump it in there. She took the small cup and stuck it in the large cup and put the top on it. So he had a large cup with a small cup inside. That's how awful this freaking Wendy's is. Oh, that that's is, some like that's some like that top tier bad service. Petty, that is the most petty thing I've ever heard. Yeah, worst worst Wendy's I've ever been to in my life, and I've been to some bad Wendy's. Yeah, 
No, when I was in I high school, I probably would have snapped on that one. Yeah, well, they, I, but I, the I, problem was I, if no, you had to catch it in time. Yeah, no, the one the I best, might would have went back over that. Yeah, y'all. Now we'll give it to the Wendy's right there by the state campus. Yeah, on uh, right there by uh, the Western and Gorman centers. on the corner. Yeah, yeah, that is a phenomenal Wendy's. They it move very much. Is yeah, they, they move. I've been to that Wendy's many a times, and they move. I just um, went there last night. I had a pleasant experience. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah. I, I do respect that Wendy's. Yeah. Now, when I was in high school, I used to go to the Sonic, and I would just ask for a large cup of ice, around forty-four cup of yeah, ice. It was, yeah. it was ninety-nine cent. And what I would do is I would take half the ice and just pour it out, slide me a beer in the Route forty-four. It would <laughs> sit on top of the ice. And I would stab my straw into the beer. And just sip my beer through the Route 44. So, you know, I'm walking around at a party. Oh, you know, Kyle's not drinking. He's just got him a Route 44 sweet tea. Nope. It was a a tall boy in that bad boy. That's a veteran move. Done that. Yeah. I wasn't in high school. But that's that's a veteran move. But the problem is drinking beer out of a straw is the worst. Oh, it'll get you. It'll get you way, way, way drunker, way faster. That's because you're drinking it so much faster. It might be. There's something to that straw. Though. I mean, it's just still the same amount of liquid. I don't know. There's something else about that straw. Something else. There's something. 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 Heard deep. that one before. Something deep and mythological about that straw. Something <laughs> else. It, it's a magic beer. <laughs> it is. It is a magic beer through that straw. It's just like chocolate milk. The other thing I used to do is go get in a, <laughs> get a uh, get a route forty route forty four pink lemonade and take two big gulps and just dump vodka in it. Oh I mean, yeah, that's a better move. <laughs> All right, Justin Moore. Or is that Dustin Lynch? I don't know. At this point, it's always Dustin Lynch. You're route 44, pour out half, and you fill the rest of the You don't pour out half. You take something two, about Jack. You take two really, really big, healthy gulps and just dump vodka in it. Yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah, like, like I said, veteran move. Can't get mad about that. It's like, you no. know what you're doing. But you just turn around a Sonic cup, and it's almost 30, 40, <laughs> 50% vodka. <laughs> True. Yeah, try. Right, let's okay, kick off continue. the last last round to finish out our teams here. We'll put them out on Twitter to see who uh, see if people have any opinions on who had the best selections here. But so it's back snake draft. So it's back to me. I'm gonna have to go with, um, and it's not the classic one here. It's the it's branded as the new brand new Bojangles chicken sandwich. Mm. When it's done right, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. It can rival the Popeyes one when it's done right. The only problem is, to Kyle's point about Bojangles, it's not as consistent for the chicken sandwich as the Popeyes ones typically are. Mm-hmm. But when it's done right, it's really good. It's the same idea. It's a big chicken breast, uh, fried breaded chicken breast. It has mayonnaise, pickles on their buns, and it is really good when it's done right. So it's definitely worthy of a third-round selection for my team here. Uh, so I'm going with the brand-new, not the classic, but the brand-new Bojangles chicken sandwich. So my my main beef with the Bojangles chicken sandwich, it's the exact same, almost identical, to the Cajun fillet biscuit. It's the exact same chicken breast. How? How is it that inconsistent? Because the Cajun yeah. fillet biscuit is almost exclusively... You, you you can't go wrong with a Cajun Flay biscuit. It just Unless about they any undercook it. Yeah, that hasn't happened to me, luckily. That but, happened to me. I haven't had one in eight months. Burned the biscuit oh. to a crisp. I have not well, been able to no, eat those in eight that, months. That's not the that's not the chicken, it's the biscuit. They they will burn the biscuit occasionally. I have transferred my alliance for breakfast over to either Hardee's or uh Chick-fil-A for the time being because I can't Oof, stomach after it, hard, biting into that, a biscuit. Boy, that Hardee's bacon and it. cheese, boy. 
Them Ooh, two yeah. for, Ooh, Hardee's, dude. Don't get me yeah, started. Yeah. I used to oh, eat that shit all the time. <laughs> hey, speaking of which. <laughs> it's hair uh, tattoo. Ooh, they got good sweet the, tea. The Hardee's. Lord have mercy. Super chicken. I believe it's the number seven combo. Yeah. Is it's the Charlboro chicken. I don't. It's, it's essentially the same thing they make the tenders out of. Yeah. But it's just one solid piece of this fried chicken. Damn, that thing is good. Oh, it's so Damn, good. it's good. So Damn, good. it's good. Oh, it's like. Their chicken biscuit's legit, too. Yeah, it is. But, I mean, it's legit. like, it's the same thing. They they cook it they cook it in the same batter as the yeah. chicken tenders. And Hardee's has unmatched chicken tenders. For five bucks, you know, with inflation as it is, I'm during the day that it goes up yeah. to six bucks. But for five thirty-five, you get that five-piece chicken tender. Yeah. Their chicken sandwich, oh, my God, it's unmatched for a third-round selection. I mean, this is like drafting Tom it's Brady. It's, it's like one. drafting Tom Brady late in the draft. In my get them late in the rounds for all. Late round. Do y'all cheat on Chick Fil A? We've I've already not had often, but there isn't always a Chick Fil A around, and sometimes you have to find something to do on a Sunday. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Sunday is when I go after my side hose. Chick Fil A yeah, is my bottom bitch. Chick Fil A bottom bitch. Sundays are my side hose. I'm not gonna lie. Chick Fil A is unmatched on their service and how fast they can move somebody. Yeah. But sometimes I just don't feel like fighting that crowd to get in the parking lot. You know, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I get that. Fuck, fuck this. I'm. You you all know where I live at. You know, in relationship to where how run crap it's just set. Yeah. Up. See, I've got a million Chick Fil A's nearby where you've got one. Yeah, so sometimes, I get it. sometimes I'm just like, you know what? I'm not even gonna go out there by the interstate. I'm yeah. just. There's a there's a Hardee's like three blocks away. I'm gonna just slide up in here. There's no line. I'm in and out in five minutes. Bam, got that chicken sandwich. I'm Andy, gone. I don't even remember to tell you how much money over the last few years I've spent at Chick Fil A. I love their app, best app in the game in my opinion. Oh, their app is yeah, best app the in the game. Superior. Yeah, you get the points and you get best free free food. Yeah, yeah like, yeah. but I'm Unmatched. I don't even remember whichever one is higher. I can't remember because they had to add another level for people like me. But I'm either a red <laughs> member or a Chick Fil A signature member. I think it's signature I member. Sig- I'm a signature member. I'm a signature member. I have spent I get a small like, fortune. I get voting Chick-fil-A. rights at Chick Fil A. Pretty much. The yeah, they gave us. They literally yeah. gave us voting rights. They reach now, out to us and ask us our opinions on things about stuff with the menu because we now, spend so much money there. Now, cool story about Hardee's. You know, their headquarters used to be in Rocky Mountain, North Carolina. Yep. There is only three Hardee's in the world that serve fried chicken. It used they to be in, 12. Damn, it's dropped down to three. It's only three. They're in Runner Rapids. There's the two in Runner Rapids, the one by the interstate, the one on 10th Street by the high school, and the one in Gaston, North Carolina. They I'm only positive the one by the interstate doesn't sell fried chicken anymore. No. Okay, they might have Since they remodeled it. it. Now, yeah, the one uh, as recently so only, as a few, okay, so the, as recently only, as a few years two. ago, Matthews, Virginia did too. Okay. Well, I, the most recent thing I have seen is the only, there's only two or three since Andy. I, I don't ever go to the one by the interstate. I go by the one by the high school. Um, but they're the only three, two, maybe three high school um, parties yeah. that serve fried chicken in the, in the United States. And in the they're late both. 90s, early 2000s, that was a, a regular thing because in the early 90s, yep. they bought Roy Rogers chicken. So they became a fried chicken joint. Yep. So we grew up being able to not just get the mm-hmm. nuggets, the strips, and the sandwich, but we grew up being able to get actual yeah. fried chicken, and yeah, it was two legit piece white, fried two chicken. Piece, yeah, oh, two yeah. piece white, oh, two yeah. piece dark. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, it's great fried chicken. So good yeah. to make you want to slap your mama. Good. Yep. Yep. It, I I do believe that is factual that it may be three, but they're only in Burnt Rabbits and Gas. Yeah. Well, one other heart. One's I'm, left. 
I like one thing about me that it, like I, I am fascinated by fast food history. Don't know why, but I love it. Absolutely love it. And the there's one other fun fact about Hardee's before we get to Andy's last pick here is the guy that started it, uh, old man Hardy. He was a gambling drunk. Hmm. So him and his two business partners in Greenville, North Carolina. were gambling one night and drinking and he put his shares Classic. of the restaurant on the table and he lost. Oh. And then Hardy's blew up. He didn't even get to uh, really enjoy the fruits of his creation because he lost it in a, in a drunken stupor gambling with his business partners. That's like the third guy in Apple. Other than yeah. Tim Cook and Steve Wozniak that sold his shares for eight hundred dollars in like nineteen seventy eight, right? And if he'd if he'd kept those shares to two thousand and five, they'd have been worth almost half a trillion dollars. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, which is just he and he sold them to Tim Cook and Steve Wozniak for like eight hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have a buddy that had like four bitcoins back like twelve years ago, and he he got rid of it. And he he sold it for weed. Yeah, they always remind me of like those funny uh, TikToks or Instagram reels where it's like dad finds his thumb drive from 2011 that has like 300 bitcoins on it. Yeah. And they're like, he finds it and it's like, oh my God. We're oh, rich. Camera, <laughs> oh, camera starts shaking. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine at all. But Andy, what's your last pick? And then the chicken sandwich draft. The new. I don't know how new it is, but I think it came out last year. The new MC Donald's Spicy. Oh, hell no. Ooh. Get the, get the nuns inside of here. The new one. Not, not the old one. Not Got bad. to be the new kind. It's not good, but it's not bad. I'm sorry. McDonald's is just fucking trash. I don't know. The 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 um double quarter pounder is pretty damn good. The new one. Yes. The only thing McDonald's serves as good as their fries and their, t- and their giant ass hash brown. Hey, bro. McFlurries are pretty lit. If the, the machine's always working, working. <laughs> yeah, the machine's always fucking. It's just broken. code for we don't want to make you ice cream. The uh, yeah. that uh, breakfast platter they got for like five bucks. Now, back in the day, I used to always love their pancakes, the hot cakes, the one that comes with the hot cakes, the, the eggs, and the hash brown and the biscuit. I've only had it once, but Andy, it was with you. We had McGriddles one time. I think we actually were oh, coming. Yeah. McGriddles, McGriddles are, are okay. Delicious. They're okay. To, okay. Tie it, to tie it back in with uh, Country and Coke Cans, we actually, I think, had them uh, coming back. We drove from God knows where. I forgot. Was it Hickory, North Carolina? Back to Raleigh after seeing um, Chris Knight and Justin Clyde Williams at a small little venue out there. We stopped at a McDonald's because we were hungry, and we got um, McGriddles to eat. It was the only time I've ever had one. It was delicious. You know, it's probably the, like two thousand calories, but yeah, they are good. Lie. The the last time I think I ate McDonald's breakfast was one of the times that me and Bailey left y'all's apartment at the retreat. Y'all had a McDonald's mm. right down the road. We were going to yeah. get the Bojangles, but the line was just way out the fucking yeah, wazoo. The yeah, and and there was a McDonald's like a little bit further, and we got she got the hotcakes, and I got like. The McGriddle. I think yeah, it was the last time. I'm not gonna lie. It, McDonald's. I think it was the last time good. I ate McDonald's, which was going on ten years probably now. Yeah, they, their sausage old. burritos are good too, but I think they're we've cheap. got our. I think we've got our next draft already because we've talked a lot about fast food breakfast. That's mm. going to be our next draft. Ooh, we do. That, that's fast food breakfast. One, yes. Yeah. But, so my opinion is going to be earlier. Up. Yes, Andy. Well, before we leave chicken sandwiches, 
I have literally only had, other than what has been listed, I have only had three other chicken sandwiches, one from Chick-fil-A and two from Wendy's. I've never had anything else. It's crazy. You you live on the road and you don't eat chicken sandwiches. Does you don't get the options. Does In-N-Out and or any of the West Coast chains, do they offer chicken? In-N-Out has it's all burgers. Uh, four things on the entire menu. Yeah, it's all like... I've only had In-N-Out like once or yeah, twice. No, they only have like four things on their entire menu. Uh, Whataburger does, and I've had it once, and it was disgusting. <laughs> well, I would never substitute the burger I had that one horrible. time. That, that burger I ate in Austin was just unmatched. It was like a better version of Sonic. Yes, that is, yeah. that yeah, is exactly what yeah. Whataburger it's, is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a rich man's Sonic burger. Yeah, it was phenomenal. I just they also now have Dr. Pepper milkshakes, and I really want one. I don't know Ooh. if that sounds good or not, mm. but I'd be willing to try it once. Got to try it. I've got to try, try anything once. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no. That's what last time we talked about Whataburger. That's what classic <laughs> Rick Carter said. Yeah. Uh, but yes, no. breakfast fast nice. food. I do Isn't think we should do that I next. There, I think there's a Whataburger in, in Richmond. I think I looked it up. Mm, closest one. Mm, I don't closest, think this. No, it's probably either. There's one in Tennessee now. I think. Is it? But before, I know there's one in uh, Alabama or, maybe they, or Florida. There's definitely maybe. ones in Florida, but I don't think it's made its way up the East Coast yet. I think that Tennessee, they, I think they had one planned for Tennessee. I don't know if it's there yet. I think Birmingham has one now. Yeah, but I do know on the East Coast that Florida is like one of the only East Coast states that has it. Mm, there Texas is one. Is and, yep, there's three south of Richmond. It's not even Texas anymore. It's, it's owned chain. by somebody in like Chicago, right? It doesn't That's say who it. owns it. I just looked up on Google Maps. There's three. Where'd be. you say? Yeah, uh, just south of Richmond. One's in. Oh. One's in Petersburg. One is in Colonial Heights, and one's in Hopewell. Yeah, I think what I'm saying is, uh, Whataburger's not owned by people from Texas anymore, so it's not surprising yeah. that they're they're expanding, but. No, that's those are different Whataburgers. What? How's it? What? How it makes it no sense. It's Whataburger same, it's a chain, right? It's the same name, same name, different place. Yeah. Well, one last time before we wrap things up here, everyone, uh, say your team again. I had uh, number one, oh, classic Chick Fil A. Okay. Classic Chick Fil A, number one sandwich. Number two, I had the Popeyes chicken sandwich, and number three, I had the brand new Bojangles chicken sandwich. Kyle. I had the Zaxby's Club, the Chick-fil-A Club, and the Hardee's uh, Chicken Sandwich, the Charbroiled one. All right, Andy? I had Spicy Chick-fil-A with Pepper Jack Cheese, to be specific. Uh, Homestyle Wendy's and Spicy MC Donald's. Nice. Mm. All right. Let us know. all around. We'll put it out on Twitter. Let us know who had the best team here on the Chick-fil-A draft or Chick-fil-A. See, Freudian slip. I love it so much. Signature (laughs) member over here. The chicken sandwich draft here on Country and Cold Cans. All right. uh, Make sure you go check us out on social media. All of our stuff there. Check out ColdCansNetwork.com. Go to the shop. Buy a hat. Buy a koozie. Uh, Help support the podcast. And subscribe to us on YouTube and Amazon, uh, Podbean, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, give us five stars and a great review. And if you already are are following us, just unfollow us and follow us. It actually helps us in the algorithm. So yep, true social, um, all <laughs> those things. Yeah. <laughs> well, for this episode, whatever new, whatever, whatever new things coming out. Yeah, whatever new, that new that new uh, social media app everybody keeps talking about. But all right, so for this episode of Country Gold Cans, I'm Logan Cetonier with Tracker Andy and Kyle, and we will see you next time. <laughs>